Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Thank you. Next! <laughs> okay. First things first, your exes should be blocked. You know, acknowledging the good things and moving on. We're not about bad vibes here. Are you relationship experts? No. No. <laughs> My pants were wet. <laughs> it ain't even about BDE anymore. It's about thank you next energy, yeah? Boo. Welcome to this Halloween special of Thank You Next. I'm trying to sound creepy. Have you noticed? Mm, try it again. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> Boo! I sound like I'm at a Lady Dynamite gig. You sound, yeah, you sound like you're out on the town. And I know, and I know, and I know who wanna get the crowd hyper. I feel like we're mixing genres here. This is the Halloween special of Thank You Next. And Raj made me watch a scary film just for this episode, and I hate scary films. I hate them why do you hate scary films i just don't like them i think people who like horror films are mentally disturbed how can you enjoy it you can't just sit down at the end of the day and just be like mm, i'm gonna watch horror you know i love horror films yeah do you think i'm mentally disturbed i do think it's weird but it's not just you it's the genre and people like it but i think why i don't even think why do i like this no i never sit there and sort of introspectively be like why do i like this but i'll say with this movie when this movie came out it was so geeky. It had so many in-jokes. It had so much, like, I would say literature, film literature within it that I just thought it was the smartest thing ever made. And it revived a genre that was dead and left in the 80s. And it revived it, brought it back, and, like, mm. it's still out I here. think I know what you mean. The way you enjoy this is the way I enjoy, like, creativity on, like, TikTok and when people do things. And I'm like, how did you think of that? How did you think of that? So creative. And they borrowed from so many movies and even like how well it was cast and okay. just the stuff that they did and take really big creative risks like... Whoa, whoa, we haven't even said what it was. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, 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 whoa. Wait, we haven't even introduced ourselves just in case you didn't know where you were right now. This is Thank You Next and I'm Hardeep. And I'm Raj. I am the horror fan and Hardeep does not like horror movies but we are doing a Halloween special so she did watch a movie and the movie that she watched was Scream. I am one of those people, literally. I have no idea when Halloween is. And you know, like Halloween stuff starts coming out and it's always a surprise. You know, Christmas, obviously, you know when it's coming and you get excited about it. Halloween to me, it's like genuinely, I don't even realise it's coming. But you've been telling me about it now for about a week and you got really excited and you bought loads of Halloween stuff, which we'll get into. I love Halloween. I think it's like the beginning of autumn. It's the beginning of the seasons changing. I don't understand why people in this country don't make a bigger deal of it. And it's like, I hate when you go into a shop and they've got Christmas decorations, but they don't have Halloween stuff. It's just like Is it disrespect. blasphemous? Is it rude? Disrespect. Don't disrespect Halloween like that, bitches, because... Halloween comes first. What is it about it? I just think it's a fun thing. And like, I think it doesn't always have to be spooky and shit, but it's also celebrating like the change of the season and mm. shit, right? Even though I love the spooky stuff, there is this little girl that lives up the road and on the corner, yeah? Her parents always do mad decorations for her outside the house. And this year, I will go there and I'll make a video. They've done her a Halloween ghost house in their front garden. So their whole, and they're Punjabi. There's a, it was a thing there. And I was like, I don't know any other Punjabi that like, loves Halloween like this. Maybe you should go chat to them. They have different characters in the garden every day. Mm. So every day when people have walked past, they've told me they've seen different things. So one day, Pav walked past, she told me she saw a bench outside with two skeletons on it holding hands. I walked past and I saw like a zombie from a Disney movie in there. They had a zombie like coming out of the ground like this, like his half his body was, his legs were coming out and his hands were coming out of the ground. I admire the creativity. The next day there was a witch, like you know, like a witch you'd see in an Indian horror movie, like, you know, like all white with white hair and shit like that. 
it was actually pretty spooky. These people obviously have a lot of time on their hands. Like maybe, okay, yeah, it makes people happy who walk past or whatever. I think it makes their daughter happy. Yeah, how old's the daughter? She's like so small. I would say she's up to my knees. She's quite small. And bear in mind, I'm five foot three or whatever. Five foot two, I don't know. You know, when you think about like animals and stuff. So like, for example, the other day, I was saying, isn't it funny how we're like animals, obviously humans, and we go to the hairdressers to get our hair cut. Another human, we pay them to cut our hair. I'm thinking like if animals could see us and they know, obviously we do loads of shit that's weird, right? But if animals knew that we had houses and then we decorate them for holidays, which is cool, like, you know, bring some cheer into your life. But then these guys are taking it next level. They're fucking switching it up every day. I love it. It's mad energy. I just need to know who they are. I think you need to make friends with them. Thank you. But on this podcast, we don't only talk about Halloween stuff. We actually like to turn our relationship L's into wins. So what people would usually classify as a relationship failure, we convert that into a win by turning it into a lesson and actually learning something from it that we wouldn't want to repeat in a future relationship. We're all about that here. We don't want to be going around making the same old, same old. And when we talk about relationships, we ain't just talking about romantic ones, as people always think we do when we say we do a relationship podcast. Other relationships do exist, people, like your relationship with your 19-year-old neighbour who is kind of hot. Are you talking about love, Quinn? Love Quinn, lol, 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 no. Shout out to Thea. Oh, oh yeah, 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 I'm talking about love Quinn, not myself. <laughs> oh, you've got a 19-year-old neighbour that you're into? Yeah. Uh, no, not when I found out he was 19, I was like, oh. You don't want to be his sugar mama? Do I want to be his sugar mama? Uh, Do you want him to sit on your lap? No. Can I sit on his? I don't know. Anyway, uh, sorry, that was romantic. Uh, we also talk about like your relationships with your siblings, your friends, your family, your co-workers, and yeah, basically everybody. So if you have a relationship lesson that you want to share with us based on one of the relationships in your life or something that has gone down that has made you want to say thank you next, email us, send us voice notes to hi thank you next podcast at gmail.com. You can also follow us on socials to get involved in our chats, our giveaways, and the elite curated content, which I'd say is definitely premium because me and you hand select it. Followers, we are at Thank You Next Pod on all socials. All of them. The shit that's been going down this week. Raj, you went to Reiki. I went to Reiki for the first time. We have slowly turned from, I don't know what, in the last few weeks, I went to, I paid to go to a plant market you're doing Reiki. Who are, what? You paid to go to a plant market? Yeah. What is that? They're just like bare plants. So you know how people pay to go to food markets, like five pound entry to go to the food market? Yeah, it's like that. You paid entry to go to a plant market? Yeah, they had cool things too. Like what? This is how I know, like, I'm reaching a different level of life. One side was a watering can and in the same thing, the other side had spray. So you could spray your plants and water your plants from the same device. Okay. What the fuck? Anyway, tell us about Reiki. I feel like Reiki's on the same level. This is mad because I feel like last week I was telling everyone about Kakao Therapy. Now I'm like, ah, oh, now I'm into Reiki. Reiki, guys, get into it. Yeah, it was very off the cuff. It wasn't really planned. But anyway, when so I walked in, you go there. She kind of asks you why you've come. Then you lie down, and she starts feeling your energy. She will talk you through your energy. And things that your energy is telling her throughout. She said to me, I had loads of dark energy inside me that she had to remove. Which I think we all get. Yeah. And I think it was stagnant energy. And like trauma and all that. Yeah. She said it had been there for a while and stuff. And she does this thing where you're sending it to the light, which I was, I mean, at the time I was a bit like, okay, this is all like la-di-da, you know, like whatever, fine. But I was open to it. But then she like told me loads of random stuff about myself. Like what? Told me that I'm really, really loyal, but I cut people off like this. You are loyal, but I don't know anyone you've cut off. So that's not always been true, but that is how I feel now about things. Like, I do feel like I would cut people off easily now. Basically, with Reiki, like, I think people go for various reasons. Like, they they want to go to heal health issues, or they want to go mm-hmm. because they're, they've had a bereavement and they can't cope, or things like that. I just went to check it out. Like, so there was no specific reason. So it's like she was just, like, reading my body and telling me, like, things she was coming across she did say something to me that like completely didn't resonate with me and she was just like your family don't understand you etc etc and I was just like okay that's like really not me but then she was like you've been let down by someone who you expected support from and they didn't and you didn't get support from them 
And I think she was referring to a friend of mine who was like family. And maybe that's what she meant. Like, but you just can't be sure, really. Like, how seriously can you take everything, right? Mm. Mm, but then she did say she saw other random things. Like, she was like, I can see you as a child dressing up as a princess and wearing a tiara. And there are multiple pictures of me as a child doing shit like that. I mean, I could imagine that from you. <laughs> I could imagine that. <laughs> but that's, I know you. Yeah. I was going to say, there are like, when people have injuries or stress in certain areas of their body, you could probably guess yeah your body can tell you certain things or people can work out physically from looking at you or feeling you or just seeing what's going on the way you're standing or she told me one of my hips was tight and stuff like that but one thing I'd say like is throughout it I did start feeling lighter and lighter and lighter and then as I left she was like your um your aura is sparkling (laughs) and I was like oh thank you honey but I was like so what do I do because she was like your energy can change by anything it could be like you could be sitting next to someone and like that could affect your energy anything can affect your energy I was like okay so well then what can I do to keep like my energy clean and stuff like and she was just like you need to ground you need to meditate she's like you need to do you could do chakra meditations and she's telling me on youtube to do all this stuff she wasn't encouraging me to go back again so i don't really know like if i will go back again or whatever but i guess yeah did she encourage you to go in the first place no Mm. it was just more out of curiosity and now that i've done it i've spoken to like one of my friends who has done it regularly and stuff and it has helped him throughout different stages of his life and phases so I was just like, I think it's something you do like when you actually have a reason to go. You don't go like without reason, you know? Mm. And I kind of went a bit without reason. I didn't really know what I was getting into or what I was going for. Well, now you know. I um, signed myself up for a relationship course. So me and Raj both follow and share this guy's shit. It's called Matt Kammer. I say shit, not shit. It's good stuff. And yeah, he was like doing a free relationship course. I think it's from this new zealand or australia or something anyway so he was doing a relationship course for free mm. so i was like let me see what it's all about yeah um it was low-key kind of like trying to get you onto his main course which you have to pay for yeah which he started off saying was seven thousand pounds <gasps> and then was like we're giving he was like but we're giving it to you for 150 dollars uh, but it's worth seven thousand no it's not worth seven thousand pounds come on seven thousand dollars or something i mean i guess like maybe all the hours you know like maybe if it was like per person but it's like per person in person as opposed to like an online course like if it was like a degree but although a degree is seven thousand pound a year and that's like a lot of hours anyway he said some really interesting things about like it was something like finding your dream partner and i was like okay let me see what i'm doing wrong he is like things that you don't like mistakes that you're making or whatever and one of them i thought was really interesting was he calls it one-itis so it's like say you download a dating app and you like vibe with one person or go on one date and it's good you delete all the apps you don't make any attention to anybody else and you're like this is the one and like put them on a pedestal and all this i was like okay interesting matt because we don't do that with friends do we like you wouldn't do that with a friend be like i don't know maybe i do do that with my friends and maybe that's a lesson i need to learn that i need to stop doing that with my friends as well because mm. that's and the thing is you know what i'm learning where i'm at now is i'm just like any case of one itis leads you to failure any case of uh, and maybe that's just where i'm at but um where i've put people on those like really pedestals i just i don't think it's been right for me ever and I do think I have a mm. habit of doing it. That's why I was like smiling when you said one eyes, because it's just like, oh my God, that is me. Naughty, naughty. Do you do that? Yeah, I've done it in the past thinking that one person is responsible for all my happiness. I think what he means by one eyes though is like opening yourself up to other options when there is an option that you like there. Yeah, but I don't think I've ever done it for like longer than like a shorter period of time. Yeah. Although, I mean... Sometimes I'm like, what if this or what if that on old situations? But at the same time, I'm not like, I'm not sitting here waiting. But I mean, say if I vibe with one person, I'll put my energy into talking to them. But then it's just also like, how can you keep up like four conversations and remember their name and shit? When you're on dating apps, for example. I don't know how you can remember what you've said to who. Mm, Yeah, I guess while confusing. Unless you're having four really meaningful conversations with four very different people. Mm. But more than likely in a talking stage, you're probably regurgitating the same shit with each other. Yeah. So it's kind of hard. 
But what was he saying? So what are you supposed to do, like, to not have one-nighters? He didn't say what to do. He mm. was just like, this is a common mistake. The other thing he talked about is, like, compatibility and what that means. He was, like, being attracted, having, like, same values, similar values. If you really, really got different values, it'd be hard to be together. But he was like, if you've got different interests, that's fine. But it's also useful if you do have the same interests because then it's like, you can bond over those things. Like, if me and you both like walking, we can both go on hikes. But if you hate walking, then we can't go on hikes. Something like that. Okay. But he also did this very interesting thing where he was like, finish the sentence. I'm going to do it with you right now. Okay. So he was like, relationships are... Finish the sentence. Oh my God. First of all, it's coming into my mind right now is toxic, but it's just because of things that have happened in the last two days. Yeah, that's the thing. He's like, come with your first answer. Like My first answer right now is toxic. <laughs> okay the reason why he went on to this is like things are mirrors he was like when he came out of a relationship he was really unavailable and then he was attracting people who were just out of relationships too and he was like oh it's like a mirror like this person sees this person and that's what you get and then yeah the other thing he said is okay so he was like men are fine <laughs> fine. fine men are men fine, are fine. <laughs> interesting men are fine <laughs> And he also said sex is... Good. Interesting. Good. <laughs> so what does it mean? No, that's just your thoughts, isn't it? That's just your... That's what you think. So my thoughts are relationships are toxic. Uh, but I wasn't... I don't mean... I don't mean just um, marital, partnery relationships. I'm just talking about other shit that's going on in my head. But um, what else was there? Sorry? Relationships? Men are... Men are fine. Men are fine. Okay. <sighs> and sex is good. Okay, it's not that bad. It seems fairly healthy. (laughs) I was like, relationships are hard. Men are trash, which is not healthy. And sex is, and I couldn't even answer what sex is. I was like, sex is. You couldn't even answer it now, sex is. I'm just like, like. Sex is, uh, (laughs) you're not sure about sex. Is that what that means? I think so, yeah. I was watching it back because it already went out live. So it was like you're watching the recorded play thing. And someone said, not difficult or something like complicated or something like that and i was like yeah that's uh, that felt right but i was just like Ugh. sex is complicated yeah it's like Ugh. i thought that was interesting though because then that will show you where you are in your head like at the time like how you're approaching things so what does that mean that th- that means i'm ready for an entanglement <gasps> just call me august august is a hattie uh august had his heart broken august is a fine and not your type of men are fine as in fine yeah how do you know i didn't mean fine i could have meant fine you're like men are they exist (laughs) they are fine (laughs) they're fine they're fine it's okay another thing that happened this week Mm -hmm. is i sort of went viral without realizing i was going viral holy shit i don't know if it's viral i don't know what it means but i keep getting a messages about it now Mm -hmm. the last message i got about it was from someone saying you win the internet today and i was just like okay oh wow thank you very much and obviously as a stranger i never respond to posts on like entertainment websites or leave comments on stuff it's very rare that i do that really yeah i just think why am i going to comment on this i don't even know these people yeah okay like an entertainment so it was e-entertainment they did an interview with pen badgley who obviously is joe from you and he also played Dan in Gossip Girl, they did an interview with him and they've like just written, Dan Humphrey's the worst, but what's the actual worst thing he did? And then they've done a little caption saying, while reflecting on his villainous character from Gossip Girl, Penn Badgley recalled the worst thing he believed Dan Humphrey did. XOXO, Lincoln Bio. Obviously, I didn't look in Lincoln Bio. I just read the first thing that came into my head because I couldn't, me being Gossip Girl stan I am, I was like, I know what Dan Humphrey fucking did. So the comment is, he divorced Serena and became Joe. Anyone who's watched Gossip Girl is going to understand what the fuck I'm talking about. This comment right now has got 1,229 likes and people keep adding me. And I'm just like, what the fuck, bro? I don't know. For anyone who has watched Gossip Girl, I do believe that Dan Humphrey is Joe and Joe is Dan Humphrey. Someone re- responded back to my comment saying he killed Serena and then he became Joe. I just said he divorced her because I want Serena to come back in season is it season four now of you, the new season that will come out after this? Who's Serena? Serena Vanderwoodson is Blake Lively, who who a, she played his love interest in Gossip Girl. Oh, right, 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 yeah. But Dan Humphrey was such a shady little biatch in Gossip Girl that he actually was Gossip Girl. So he was writing all these gossip columns about all his friends and his sister and all of this shit. So he was basically spying on everyone. How did he know all that shit? So all that time he was Joe. 
Like I can imagine him wearing that cap, okay. being in the background and writing this blog about everyone. I did see a TikTok about this, that they're basically the same character. I think they are. Adding, they added something in, like that he's a killer or whatever. I think Dan became a killer as he grew older. Maybe Serena was his first victim, but I think he divorced her. And that caused him to... Do we know what happened to her? Is it a mystery? So who... Serena? No, they get married at the end of Gossip Girl and that's it. And that's all you see. Oh, right. Yeah. But do you think he kills her? People in my comments are saying that he killed her, but I'm saying he divorced her and became Joe. But this isn't a real thing. This is just a fan theory. Okay, right. I feel like you should get on the fan theory website. <laughs> you just want me to write some sort of fan porn fiction, innit? Please do. Not about Joe from you, though. Did you? I saw that video of him going around on TikTok again this week. The, yeah, I did it. Yeah, I did it. I see that nearly daily. <laughs> I see that nearly daily. It's crazy. But it's like, all right, cool. He's actually quite hot in that. Yeah, he is. I posted a really nice picture of him on our stories the other day. Did you not see it? Uh, he maybe. looked banging it's his curly hair like he had a bit of a tan it's when he's got a beard he looks good with a beard anyone looks good with a beard man this is just it I bet you I look good with a beard I posted this thing on my stories with a moustache and everyone was just like all in my DMs about it I think there's a thing about women with facial hair fuck okay no I'm just talking shit now but anyway I wanted to look like Chibuddy I was like because I think I look like Chibuddy I was going to say Chibuddy I was going to say Chibuddy I do look like Chibuddy I think if I have facial hair I just look like Chibuddy we've got the same face mm, I'm not sure if that's exactly true but we're finally here at the end of our little catch up wow we're going to finally hear the dating story from hell that Hardeep has been teasing for our whole break and obviously all of last the last episode that we put out. What do you know? I know that you went on a date and I know that there was some sort of UTI situation and I know that there was drinking. Okay, here it is. Here it all is. I went on a date. Hmm. Okay, so I was on a dating app hmm. before I moved here. I was on a dating app and this person slid my DMs and they knew me from somewhere and I actually remembered them from somewhere. I was like, oh yeah, I know you. And they asked me on a date and I was like, I rate this confidence. I absolutely rate it. Like, yes. And I was on it then. So I was like, okay, cool. Fuck it. I'm gonna do it. So I did. I went and we went to like a place where you can like play games, have drinks, get food. So got food, play some games. We went somewhere else to eat and we were sitting there and I felt like it was kind of hard-ish. Like, they were expecting me to entertain them or like give them questions and things to answer and talk about. What made you feel like that? They're kind of a bit like, come on then, what you got? And I was like, right. Is this what people do on dates? Is this what happens, Hardeep? Is this a normal date? Uh, I don't know. I'm not sure what it was in that specific scenario. Anyway, they were kind of expecting me to entertain them. And then I had a drink. And then as soon as I had a drink, I was like, okay. And they got a drink in them. I was like, and I don't really ever drink. It seemed to go a bit easier. And I remember thinking, is this only easy because of the drink? Anyway, we were having a good time anyway. Good chat. Can I just ask, because you never drink, what made you have that drink? Um, I just thought, fuck it. Fuck it. Just fuck it, man. What, what was the drink? Did you enjoy your drink? Like some sort of cocktail or something. Yeah, all right, man. I do like the cocktails. The drink was okay. Yeah. And then we went somewhere else and had some more drinks. Yeah. And I was a bit drunk. That went really well. Anyway, I got back. All good. We're chatting a little bit. And then we arranged to meet up again and then I've moved house. So I had a lot of things going on. My old flat was fucking mental. And yeah, it's just a lot getting into a new place, as I said last week. And then we decided to meet up. They said, I'm going to come to yours and we'll go for a walk and get some food. I was like, cool. Don't come until after half six because you can't park around here, like permit only, all that bullshit. So boring, London, blah, blah, blah. They didn't listen to me, turned up at five and was driving around in circles trying to find parking. And then when I got to them, they were hungry. They hadn't eaten all day and needed a wee and just been driving around in circles. And the vibe was just off. Like, anyway, I took them to the toilet, gave them a little naked bar to try and like revive their energy. I felt like I was caretaking. I was trying. Then it started raining and I was just like, fuck's sake. We're walking around in circles trying to find somewhere to eat because sometimes there's just nowhere to eat in it. Like anyway, and they were just getting fucking weird. 
they were just like, don't turn up hangry, basically. Everything we were saying, like anything was like becoming an argument. They were arguing with you. Yeah. Like everything was like bickering. And I was like, why is this happening? What kind of bickering? Like give an example. I can't. It's literally so long ago. I can't remember exactly. But so it's like something would come out of your mouth and it would be an issue for them. Yeah. Like nothing was good enough. That's really weird behavior. Especially for a second date. That's it, man. Just it wasn't it wasn't working. Moral of the story is don't ever turn up to a date where you haven't eaten all fucking day and then bicker with me on the second meeting. So did you go anywhere on that second meeting? We did, yeah. We actually walked and found a place to eat and sat actually. I always can have something to say. Yeah. I was like throwing topics of conversation at them just for banter. Like uh, we were like, this is dead, but just so we're not sitting here in silence, here's some conversations. And then any conversation I had, they were like, why are you talking about that? Why are you talking about that? Why Why are you choosing? Why are you? And I was like, wow, okay, this is so hard. So anyway, we went our separate ways and never spoke again. Oh, right. Did you guys follow each other on socials or anything? Not no more. Anyway, can you believe my date? And uh, it put me off it. I've like deleted my dating apps and that since then. I think that's fair enough. It was it was one bad date, but that's, I think that's what you've got to remember. It's like the other side of one-itis. It's just one bad date. It's not all the dates are not going to be like that. So it's almost like apply the one-itis thing to that date as well. Mm. You can't be put off dating by one bad date. I will be back out there again in a different form. In a different form and a different way. In a different form? What does that mean? You're going to dress up, you're going to wear a mask? Uh, Maybe I'll be better. Thank you, next. So every week before we get onto our lessons, we say thank you next to something that's happened in the week that's just like caught our eye or made us feel a certain type of way. And this week, Hardeep has feelings, yo. I think I always feel this. Um, because we and you create content and I guess the kind of people who like it are the people who listen to our podcast anyway. But lately I've been noticing people like coming onto my page, like people I know, yeah, mm-hmm. or like know from work, colleagues or whatever. And you know what? It's normally colleagues coming onto my page, liking my shit or liking multiple things and not following. I think that's really weird. And actually it's not just colleagues, like people from the past who I used to know. Why are you coming here liking and not following? And also some people have like been like, you know what? Cool. I'll follow you. You're out here liking my shit. I'll follow you. Yeah. And then they don't follow you back. And I'm like, what weird game are you playing? Stop being weird. How do you feel about this, Raj? Have you had a similar issues? I know it's all dumb. Like literally genuinely actually doesn't matter. I mean, we could die tomorrow. Who gives a fuck if? Normally I just do this thing of like, if someone doesn't follow me, I'm not going to follow them or whatever. But then... If let's say that is a situation and we both know each other, if I genuinely enjoy their content, then I will follow them and not give that any other thought. Do you know what I mean? And be like, it's okay. We both know each other and you know who I am and you were following me before and you've unfollowed me, but I'm going to stay following it. If I'll do it just if I really solely do enjoy their content. But this happens a lot. This happens all the time. Like I work with people and then they'll follow me and then they'll unfollow me and blah, blah, blah. And most of the time it's just something dumb. Like they want to keep their numbers down or shit like that Mm, I did think this about this person and I was just like I don't know man like weird behavior I don't really deep it I'm just like cool like whatever and if you're gonna like my stuff fine like I don't really care if they're following it if they're liking it shows they're appreciating right Mm, I should take it as a mark of respect well not a mark of respect but it's just (laughs) a little bit of like it's like Hey girl, I'm your fan. Yeah. Like I appreciate this. I like this or whatever. And- yeah, but if you're my fan, why are you not following? I mean, to be fair, my content's not for everyone. And a lot of these people, they're, why I'm hurt is I don't even like their stuff anyway. Some people are just stingy with their follows and mm. it's just that, isn't it? And then I, but I just, I think genuinely Instagram is not a thing that we need to be creating problems from and getting upset about because there's plenty of other things going on here that we could get upset about. And I just think let's, let's fucking cut the Instagram upsetness out. Forget it. If someone doesn't want to follow us, cool. Fine. That's okay. But we just do, yeah, we just do a piece out and keep it moving. It's okay. The thing that makes it worse when someone's liking your content and not following you is that they're actually doing a Joe Goldberg and stalking you. Mm. How are they seeing your content? Are they typing yeah. your name in their page to look at what you're doing and then be like, okay, I'm going to like this post, this post, this post. I need to ask you a question. I always see TikToks about it, about going into Safari and doing www.instagram.com forward slash oh i've never, never. done that I've, i see tiktoks but i do it to people i don't follow and i don't want them to ever know i ever saw that shit 
Oh, no, no. You know what it is? Like, you know, the, the TikToks, right? What they're about. It's about girls wanting to know who the boys that they're talking to are following on Instagram. So what happens, I think, on Safari that doesn't happen on Chrome is that it will show you chronologically who people... So, you know, when you look at their follow, who they're following, their following list, mm. it will show you in chronological order. So the people at the top will be the people they've most recently followed. So girls do that. And then if they see other girls, they get vexed and then have beef with their mandem. Interesting. I ain't out here doing that. No, I mean, who has time? I do think like when I see some comments, I'm like, who's that? What do you mean? What comments? Like when I see comments on people's pictures, I'm like, hmm, who's that one? Oh, yeah, I do that. You know, when, when I'm in like a new thing with someone and like, I just want to figure out what's what and be like, are there already girls on the scene or is it what? Like, what are you doing? How many are you chatting to? What's the deal? Kind of do a little quick look. I think I'm showing my toxicity here. It's not a good thing. Like when I, when I do that, I'm like, you know, you're setting yourself up to be upset. I think everyone has this level of toxicity because you're kind of just wanting to know what you're getting yourself in for, mm. you know? There's some people though, you know, they ain't going to do shit. Like I feel like I could trust certain people. I'm going to be honest. If it's a new person I'm talking to in a romantical way, romantical. right? Romantical. Um, romantical. I will definitely just do a quick scan and just be like, okay, are the girls already mm. up in this bitch? Okay. And if there are, okay, cool. Then I'm not going to take you as serious. Like that's fine. What's they got to be a virgin? No, <laughs> no. Uh, I don't want to pop no cherries. Okay, so what are you saying? Thank you next to here. I'm saying thank you next to myself now, basically for caring about this shit. It's not fucking important. Fuck this shit. We got better shit to talk about. You know what we're going to talk about now? We are going to talk about the film that you made me watch. I didn't make you watch it. I said, Hardy, why don't we do a Halloween special and we could go and look at a horror movie? And you said, oh, we can watch Scary Movie. And I was like, Scary Movie is just a spoof of all these other movies. So why don't you watch Scream? I feel like this is a spoof too. Scream is not a spoof, man. Scream is an homage. Okay. It's not real though. Like it's not scary. It's not like brain, like your brain's not like, I mean, it is like jumpy, but it's not like. It's a slasher movie. I wasn't going to give you the exorcist. Yeah. I wasn't going to give you a supernatural thing, like drag me to hell or like. Good. Cause I wouldn't, I wouldn't have watched it. I wouldn't have watched it. You know, even when those adverts come on, like, you know, when you watch it made in Chelsea or you're on YouTube and they come on at night, I close my laptop screen and I'll wait till it's over. I hate it. But I started trying to listen to this podcast mm. this week called The Backseat Poltergeist. Like my mates have all been talking about it and stuff. And I was just like, all right, let me listen to it. And I listened to one episode. And um, the way that the guy started doing his shit is that he got a key and he left it on this girl's bed. And that was like the first movement that the guys did. And it freaked me the fuck out because a couple of weeks ago, my mum was looking for her phone. We couldn't find it anywhere. Bear in mind that my bed is like a dusty pink colour, yeah? If something was on the bed, I would have clocked that it was there. Literally two minutes later, I turn around and the phone is just, the black phone is sitting there on the dusty pink bed. And I'm, I'm like, I looked here before, like surely I would have seen Somebody it. Somebody told me about that from a film that came out, I think maybe like 2005. Shut up. Yeah, yeah. isn't there a film like that where the girl's looking for her phone and then the phone actually ends up on a bed? Yeah, no, that freaked me out. That just freaked me out. So I was just like, okay, I'm not going to carry on listening to this because, you know, like our house doesn't have a roof at the moment. So I hear all sorts of noises all night. And it's just like, I don't need to put myself through more of this shit so i can't i'm not listening to that podcast at the moment but i will go and listen to it at some stage because horror fan uh. you're mental mate we go back to scream so the reason why i wanted hardy to watch this is because a i didn't think it would be that scary i didn't think it would be that damaging for her considering that she doesn't like horrors i thought it is one of the greatest horror movies made because it literally revived a genre that was on the brink of death and hadn't had a new movie from that genre out and that was a slasher genre and it was really really smart and I thought she would recognize loads of people that were in the movie so she might enjoy that because of that also part five of this film is coming out this January 2022 and it's got Neve Campbell Courtney Cox and David Arquette so three of the OGs are returning which is very 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 exciting. oh wow can't wait <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Hardy, it's clearly not excited. I'm so excited. And I was just like, Hardy, are you going to watch Scream 5 with me? And she was like, no. So I don't think Hardy's been very impressed, but let's just find out. So, so Hardy, uh, do you like scary movies? That was actually quite good. And no, I fucking hate them. Okay. How did you find Scream then? It was hard to watch. Like I had to keep like giving myself breaks in between. I was confused because obviously there's a murder right at the start. And I was like, well, isn't this a horror? So where's, where's this going? I was a bit like, where is this going? And it did take me a while to put things together, like put two and two together. Like I didn't realize that the couple that died at the start were the couple that were like died. I don't understand. 
I don't understand how I didn't put that together. Either. I don't understand because literally they hold everyone at school is like, oh my god, Casey and da 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 died, da 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 da. Like I didn't realize that was Casey and blah blah. And there was an investigation going on because they died, and then there was a curfew. Yeah, I didn't realize it was because it was those two. Also, it's just so unrealistic. Like, how is this person getting away with killing so many people? Because that's what serial killer does. How is Joe getting away with killing all those people? Yeah, I don't believe Joe either. I think that's what. <laughs> I think Joe is comedy at this stage, right? But that is kind of why I thought you would enjoy Scream because I thought you could, you would just like, I don't know, have fun with it. I don't know. But did you spot Matthew Lillard? So he's the dude from Good. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous to your contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Good Girls, which I know you watch. And he is Beth's husband in Good Girls. So I didn't know. Obviously, you told me before I watched it. Yeah. I don't know if I would have saw him when he was young and put two and two together, but I think I would have. But also the thing is, he plays like the similar kind of like geeky, stupid character. He's like, so dumb. So it's like, has he been doing that same role for this last 20 fucking years? He doesn't play the same character in Good Girls. He is. Like, they make a joke of it. Like, he is like stupid. Obviously, I knew Courtney Cox. I knew she exists. And you said Drew Barrymore. I don't know if I would have even clocked that with Drew Barrymore. Because she was wearing that wig. Yeah, it's quite a bad wig. That was a really big deal when that happened because everyone was like so excited that Drew Barrymore was in this movie and then she dies in the first five minutes. It is quite um, gruesome. I was going to say this to you because this came out in 1996. Did it still shock you to watch that scene today? It's a bit triggering. Like, why you got, why you got a, the hanging? That's the bad bit. For me. Yeah, that's the worst bit. It's not nice. That was in reference of another movie. It was a reference to Suspiria. So basically every scene and every line of this film is pretty much a reference to another movie. Mm. So it's for like horror geeks and they're, they're telling their own story. But yeah. You've written here the Fonz. Who the fuck's the Fonz? The Fonz from Happy Days is the head teacher in Scream. Okay. I did notice the way he touched the student. That made me feel weird. The first time I watched this movie, obviously this is like probably the 50th time I watched this film, but the first time I watched this movie, I thought he could have been the killer because the way mm. that they were portraying him was so creepy. And like, There's a bit where he's telling two of the students off and he's kind of like... Yeah, yeah. Got the knife in their face. Yeah, he puts a knife in their face and he's like, if I could do justice, I would cut you like this. And you're like, whoa, what are you doing? What are you doing, Green? Oh, I think he has the same voice as the killer. I think that's intentional because this is just it. In this movie, like everyone's meant to be a suspect. Could you see it coming? Well, obviously, I know I'll spoil it for you yeah. anyway. I'll spoil it. I told you anyway in the beginning. She spoiled it for me, by the way, guys, before. She told me exactly who was the... I didn't tell her that it was two people. I told her one person. But the reason why I told you that is because I wanted you to feel safe when you watched it. I thought you maybe had got it wrong or I'd got it wrong in memory. Oh. I was like, maybe she meant it was the dad because I was so confused oh, watching it. Oh, excellent. So I didn't spoil it for you. No, although the boyfriend, he is weird. Like, he's got weird eyes, but we'll get on to that. The thing is, is Pete Ulrich is like, a heartthrob and he's in Riverdale at the moment while well, he was in Riverdale as Jughead. Is he? Yeah, he plays Jughead's dad and like he's really hot now but I don't think he was hot then but like he was everyone talks about him in this film like he's this ultimate hottie but we both were like he has really greasy hair. <laughs> he's <laughs> he not just, that hot. I can see I see he's all right but he's not that hot. He's got like soft Johnny Depp vibes but they're not hot Johnny Depp vibes. Mm. So it's kind of like, okay. He's gotten his fans, you know, but we're not them. Did you have um, a favourite bit of the movie? Absolutely not. When it ended. Did you like the way it ended? No. I didn't like any of it. <laughs> you didn't like the movie at all? I didn't like any of it, dude. So mad props to you for watching a Halloween movie for the Halloween special. And I was saying next time we do this, we can watch Adam's Family Values, which is a kid's movie. Cool. I don't think I've ever seen Adam's Family. <laughs> Let's keep things moving and get into our lessons then. So one taught me. Pressuring people into having sex is not the one. Literally from the start to the end of when they actually have sex, the main character, Sydney, her boyfriend is basically pressuring her to have sex. And he's like, our relationship isn't that progressing. And we're stuck. And basically blaming that they've not had sex for the reason why their relationship is stuck. 
even though their relationship got stuck around the time her mum died. And yeah, he's like, it's too tame for him now, the relationship, and he wants to ramp it up a little bit. Yeah, he actually comes across as a creep throughout this whole movie. And even like back in the day when I was watching it, I didn't think Hmm. he was hot or appealing or like a nice boyfriend or whatever. And he says something really weird to her. He literally says that, oh, the exorcist reminds me of you. I mean, maybe you say that to the poltergeist that's haunting you, but you don't say that to anybody else. Mm. And I just thought that was a red flag. But then he's like, oh, yeah, I was watching it on TV the other day and all the good parts were cut out. And that's like our relationship. All the good parts are cut out. So A, you're saying that the only good parts in your relationship is the sex. That ain't it either, right? Yeah. Then he goes on later on in the film to be like, oh, I've got a girlfriend who'd rather accuse me of being a psychopathic killer than touch me. And then he's like, you haven't been the same since your mum died. And it's like, um, what do you expect, babe, to happen when someone goes through something like that? Mm. In this film, like we said, they make it known that her mum was raped, even though her mum was actually, the way the case was done is that it made it look like that it was raped the way that they framed the guy. So like, if you think that that happened to your mum, like you are going to be, that is a normal thing to not have a healthy relationship with sex. And I just think like, what is up with this dude that he's literally saying this shit to her? And then she's kind of just sort of soaking it all in and believing him. She's not even fighting him off. From the first time he says that thing, the exorcist thing, she's like, okay, okay. Like, yeah, let's do, we can do a few things. And then she flashes her tits to him. And it's like, but babe, why are you not just saying, no, I'm not comfortable rather than saying yes and being uncomfortable? I feel like I've definitely probably in the past, like, thought mm, they'd lose interest or I need to do something fast. I think I felt like pressure because I know it takes me a while to like get comfortable with someone. So I've known that if I don't hurry up, they'll lose, yeah, lose interest. And I think I did say on a podcast before that when I was at school, I had some kid who was like, to, not kid, we were both like nearly year 11, whatever. Anyway, I think he said the same thing, something like our relationship is... Um, PG. You no, know, he was like, we've lost the spark, the spark and we need to get it back. So it's like the spark is in something that doesn't exist and you've not experienced and the way to get it back is by doing it. But you don't know that because you've actually not experienced it. Like, it makes no sense. I thought the spark was chemistry. I thought the spark was like, oh, me and you, we got like continuous banter or we got this going on. And da, da, da. Yeah, uh, I don't know. He kn- he knows what he did was wrong because years later, he actually messaged me on Facebook. I'm sorry, I'm so sorry for what I did. And I was like, oh my God, really? That's shocking. Yeah, I just ignored it. He was a twat because he was shitting on me. Can we just say? Um, yeah, they did start slowly start getting more touchy feely, and I did feel like she was just doing it for him. It looked, it kind of felt like that way because he was like on top every single time. But what kind of annoyed me is I can't remember if it was the first time he was like, "You don't know what you do to me, like what you do to me, like you're making me have like blue balls kind of vibe." Yeah, you're doing this to me i'm so out of control of my own shit and yeah it did remind me of that infographic that we shared about blue it was actually about blue yeah on our insta where it's like um someone did this infographic basically about how men use that term like my dick's hard what are you gonna do about it kind of thing as if like it's up to us to take care of their like sexual pleasure. Whereas I wouldn't be like, oh yeah, I am really moist. What are you going to do about it? Kind of thing. I would never, I would never, I would never, but I guess. I've had um, partners like do that and be like, yeah, look, look, look at me now. And, you know, and like kind of shove it in my face pretty much. Mm. And I have just slapped it away from me. Mm. It's just like, are you fucking all right, bro? Like, cause this ain't. Imagine if we had dicks and they got hard and we went up to guys and we're like, what are you going to do? That's like us having body odour and going up to a guy. Yeah. Putting our armpit in their face and going, what you going to do? Yeah. What you going to do? <laughs> what you going to do about that? Like, that's our problem. Like, what are you going to do? It ain't it. You know, like I was saying to you that the women of this movie, I do feel like they end up being quite strong female characters, but they don't start out like that. Mm. and Sydney is definitely not starting out like that even that bit when they actually do have sex and it's at Stu's house she sees him and Stu's like oh you guys should go to my parents bedroom mm. <laughs> I'm fucking doing this she looks really unsure but then she's like yeah let's do that mm. like, what are you doing today when you're when you're young though man like I don't know like you think dumb things and think dude even to get peer pressure from your boyfriend's best yeah, mate yeah that's weird why is he getting involved why is that guy saying go into this bedroom 
Like, fuck you. You go into that bedroom, you little shit. Yeah, you go you go and fuck Billy, bruv. You know you want to. Yeah. I really fancied Stu. It really upsets me that he ends up being a killer. Beth's husband. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think Matthew Lillard, when he's young, is hot. Mm. There's something likable about him. I don't know what it is. Is it like string necklace or whatever he's wearing? I think it's just how stupid he is. I think it's cute. I do think stupid's kind of cute. There's a lot going on in this lesson. Basically, what we're saying is like, if someone's peer pressuring you to have, into having sex... That ain't mm-hmm. it. Absolutely you have sex when not. you want to have sex. And if someone has an erection, that is not your problem. And if mm-hmm. someone is wet and wants you to do something about it, that's that's your choice whether you want to do something about it. Or if you don't. If someone's got gilly catchy. Gilly catchy means wet pants and pajabi, if anyone's wondering. In our native language. In our mother tongue. It's so disgusting. We I don't think me and you have ever discussed it, but like what? guys used to actually say that when I was younger. Gilly catchy. In like chat. Uh, yeah, it's disgusting. It's like foul. It's like, ugh. It's not sexy. This is shocking because when we were kids, we used to say gilligachi when someone had wet themselves. But like, right. as I grew up, I made it a dirty term with my work friends. And there was a girl from Mumbai there. And I was like, oh, when I saw this guy, I got gilligachi. And then that was it. It became, that became my, my nickname was GC, not Gemma Collins, gilligachi. Interesting. Well, the guys around where I lived in the Midlands used to actually say that and be like, oh, have you got one? And you're like, no. Not around you, I don't. It's definitely fucking dry. So, Hardy, what are you saying thank you next to here? I'm saying thank you next to pressurising people into having sex. I mean, goes without fucking saying, but made me uncomfortable when I was watching this. Obviously, it's part of the storyline, whatever. Yeah. Also, there's this weird part of the storyline where there's all these rules, right, about horror movies. And that one of the rules is that mm. um, the virgin stays alive and that if you have sex, you're going to die. So I feel like is that one of the reasons? Because he's so mental, Billy, like... And he's like, oh, the, the like the movies made me more creative, blah, blah, blah. Does he actually believe that? That if he has sex with Sid, that makes it okay for him to kill her or whatever? Because that's those are the rules. I have no idea. I don't know. But either way, it's a side note. The friend that didn't die, which rule did he get away with? Because wasn't he drinking or doing drugs? Randy. Randy was drinking. He didn't do drugs, but he's a virgin. So at the end of the movie, he's like... um. I've I've never been so happier to be a virgin. I was just like, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He did say that, yeah. It's interesting, but the virgin rule doesn't apply to everyone. And that's why, you know, I thought it was interesting that it didn't apply to Sid at the end because it was kind of like almost being sex positive towards women in a horror movie, which I think horror movies before that, I don't know if they did that because I think the traditional thing is is that if a woman was to have sex in a horror movie, that's it, 100% she's gone. And that's where these rules came from. Is it not just like a sexualized character? Say, like if we take it as a fairy tale and it's like the aunt would die, maybe, or the mum would die because they've had, but not the young girl because she's the prize. Uh, I don't know. Usually it's the virgin girl that survives. Traditionally in horror movies, it's the virgin girl that survives. Mm, interesting. Thank you, next. All right. So our second lesson is coming from Raj One Top Me. Don't be a dummy and live in the middle of nowhere. Why? I say this with a bit of jest because I'm not being 100% serious. Obviously, we were looking for lessons when we were watching it. And the first thing we see is Drew Barrymore, home alone, making popcorn, enjoying a movie night for herself, getting a prank call. When that prank call starts getting crazy and she realizes that, okay, this is not a normal dude that's just calling me and being weird. This is actually someone that wants to kill me. She's like, I'm going to call the police. And they're like, you know what? Call them because they're not going to get here in time because you live in the middle of nowhere. And I was just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And there were so many points during that phone call where she should have been somehow contacting the police or doing mm-hmm. something. Mm-hmm. But she was just sitting there crying and unplugging random plugs and do I don't know what she unplugged when she unplugged it I was like what was the light it was a light oh it was the light okay oh god it's just that thing of like a why are you living in the middle of nowhere why are all these Americans living in the middle of nowhere her parents are on the way home she can see her parents coming in like they can't even stop it from happening because they are in the middle of nowhere and b if you're in the middle of nowhere have a bit of security for your house why is that glass so easily breakable just like literally they tucked one chair through the glass and the glass broke and that was it. They could break into her house. You know, I was surprised when they were like, why did you have a cell phone? And then I realised that, oh yeah, to have a cell phone would have been dodgy because of no one had cell phones back then. So maybe, yeah, the home security wasn't a vibe back then. Oh my God, alarms have been about forever. Come on. I want to live in the middle of nowhere, although I do think it would scare me. You want to really live in the middle of nowhere? I do want to, but I would never be able to be home alone. 
ever. So you want to live with someone in the middle of nowhere. That's the ideal situation. But I wouldn't want to be left there overnight. So then actually I can't live in the middle of nowhere. This is what I mean. I feel great security knowing that I've always lived in blocks like this far other than my house back home because it's like I'm just like what you gonna do what you gonna yeah. do I mean I'm not asking anyone to do anything I'm yeah, just yeah. Some wood now. Um, but I just feel like safety in numbers you know what I mean a hundred percent like um I've been staying elsewhere mm. sometimes here and there lately and what's really nice about this other place is that the neighbors all talk to me and they all know me and it was like the other day, I was just walking in the alley and I saw the neighbor and he was just like, oh, hey, what are you up to? And I was like, oh, yeah, I was just thinking about the bees because I thought I had bees in the front garden of this other place. And he just started taking the what he thought the bees thing was apart. And he showed me that there was no bees in there. And I was like, oh, my God. But this is what I mean. Then I was like, oh, my God, if I ever have a problem, I know I can go to this guy. Oh, my God. Yeah, 100%. The other day I needed a screwdriver and I was like, I might go over to 19 year olds. I'll see if he's got a screwdriver. OK, how did you meet 19 year old? Who is he? What's the deal? I just bumped into him a few times. How do you know he's 19? My housemate had a conversation with him and found out. What's he doing in, in the in the block? What's he doing? He lives there. Oh, who does he live with? His mum? With his dad? Yes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, that's hot, Hardy. Oh my God, that's so hot. Um, that's why so hot. Oh, who do you live with? Oh, your mom. Oh, that's hot. <laughs> oh my God, stop. I could never live in the middle of nowhere. Never. Because... At night, I would literally be staring at entry points. I wouldn't be able to sleep. I'd just stare at entry points all night. Be like, what's going to happen? Yeah. Someone come in. Same. And it's not because I watch horror films. It's just because I watch the news. I think the news is scarier than horror films. Yeah, I don't watch the news. But in my old flat, and I haven't done it here because I've not really been alone. Well, I do actually. I check inside my wardrobe like before I go to bed and I check um, I do that yeah yeah I always check I used to check always behind the shower curtain just when I go to the bathroom <laughs> if I've listened to a ghost story I'll do stuff like that I'll check random places that's why I don't like watching horror films or like getting on it because then you think about these things and then you forget but for the first like week or so you're like shit scared so I remember my cousin once told me this like ghost story and then for like weeks after I was scared to go to the bathroom and when it was dark oh my god People usually say that like, their dutty comes out when they hear a horror story, but yours, you were actually scared to go and do dutty. There you go. Dutty is poo, people. So what is the one thing that you, who is listening, has learned from life from watching horror movies? We want to know. Make sure you send us a voice note, sign into our DMs at thankyounextpod, or email us at hi, thankyounextpodcast at gmail.com. Wait, what are you saying thank you next to? I'm saying thank you next to living in the middle of nowhere. And having really shit glass in your patio. And not ringing the fucking police. Ring the police. And also have a fucking panic button if you're living in the middle of nowhere. Have a panic room. Have something. Why are you guys not thinking about security? And they're clearly all little rich kids. Mm. They're all rich kids, aren't they? And it's just like, so you guys... Are, the houses are massive. Why are you guys not bothered about security? Like, shut up. Especially if they know that someone's mum has been murdered a year ago. Oh, yeah, yeah. Why are they not and taking they security more seriously? This town does not make sense. This town is dumb. Thank you. Next. We're on our final lesson from Scream. So one taught me. Watch out for people's ulterior motives. We kind of got into this last week. Oh my God. Even, you know what? Thinking about this, even the boyfriend has ulterior motives, doesn't he? He does. He wants her to not be a virgin so he can kill her. He also wants to exact revenge on his parents splitting up, being down to his dad fucking her mum. He needs to chow. All throughout this film, he has ulterior motives. And I think Stu as well. Like, who do you think killed Tatum? Who's Tatum? Stu's girlfriend. The one that you say you fancy killed her. No. Yeah. No, I think Billy killed her. Yeah, dude. I think Billy killed her. I think Billy killed. Her. Why are you saying your guy's not a killer? No, he is a killer, but I don't think he could. He kill was his like own. he kind of admitted to the mum mum thing, and he also tried to. He, at the end, he was like, oh, "I've always had a thing for you." Yeah, Sid. Yeah, he was gross. Okay, yeah, never Sorry. mind. Sorry, babes, your man's. Disgusting. He's not my man. Stop here. It doesn't matter. Anyway, so um, the actual moment that we were talking about when we were talking about this lesson was. When Gail Weathers, played by Courtney Cox, is talking to her cameraman and she's like, this is when she realizes that, okay, Cotton, the guy who Sidney Prescott has sent to jail, could potentially be not guilty. And there's actual real merit in that. Yeah. She's like, oh my God, we could potentially be saving a man's life here. And then there's like a pause. In that pause, Kenny, her cameraman, is thinking, oh my God, she's got a heart. This bitchy woman has actually got a heart. And I finally 
got this moment with her and then bang that moment passes and she's like and that means I'll sell more books Mm. the only thing Courtney Cox's character cares about in this is her book sales her own personal profile her reporting she uses so many different methods to just get further along in her own field and for her own personal agenda like she's flirting with Dewey who thinks obviously that he's just met the one I think she might be into him a little bit she is into him a little bit because I've seen all the sequels but yeah (laughs) oh okay um she yeah she flirts with him and gets top secret info inside info from like flirting with the police guy who's obviously investigating the whole thing we kind of said as well she's the only yeah main only working woman like she's wearing a fucking suit half the time um but she's made out to be a bit of a bitch like she's pretty like cutthroat which she is yeah but then she had that moment that you said where she's trying to do something for what you think is a greater good but actually it is for her own benefit yeah but i feel like you know as a survival tactic maybe that's like a survival thing you know anytime good things like good or bad things whatever anytime events happen to me i do always try and rationalize it think what's the positive maybe she's just taken it a step too far maybe my whole theory on it is that maybe the writers and the team just wanted to have like this boss bitch woman who was basically what a man, a typical man would be doing in the situation. Like a man in business, Mm. like, you know, a cutthroat businessman would be doing. And it's like, Mm. no, actually it's going to be a woman doing it on this occasion. And she's going to be called a bitch and everything. And she's going to be okay with it. Mm. But she's not bothered that she's called a bitch. She's not bothered at all by the fact that people think she's a bitch. She kind of knows when to turn it on and be sweet to whoever she needs to be sweet to. And she knows when she can be like, yeah, I am a bitch and what. You also said as well, no one expected her to do this role kind of thing. She's so different from her role in Friends. It's so different to Monica Geller. Like I've just got mad respect for the casting team because they just put all these people together that just worked so well together and people knew from different things. Um, right, you're in love. I love this movie. I think like, I'm obsessed with Kevin Williamson. Anything he writes, I'll watch. Like he even directed this movie called Teaching Mr. Tingle. I was like, I had the posters. I was obsessed with him. And he's writing Scream 5. So like, I, I will be there watching Scream 5. Maybe you could come and just be blindfolded. Nope. And hear the noises. Nope. You do hear the noises, nothing's going to happen. You're just going to be like, oh. I even hate the music though. The music's the worst part of horror films. The music of this was great. It was all 90s music. No. They had Republica on the soundtrack. No, mate. As soon as something bad happens, you feel it. The shit mood changes. Also, what was going on with her 90, her ill-fitting 90 at the start? It was not for her body shape. Who? Uh, Neves, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I've, I never, I've never worn a night. I don't, yeah, no. I've worn lingerie, but not a night. No, it's like a flowery one you'd give to your grandma while she's in the hospital. I've worn like a slip, like a little slip. No, it wasn't a slip. It was a hospital gown. (laughs) Like even my mum wears better stuff than what she was wearing. I know, I know. We got to get your mum on the gram. (laughs) Modeling her stuff. She's lost so much weight. I don't think she fits into those slips anymore. I have to get her new slips. She asked to borrow my belts the other day and I was like, Jesus Christ. Sexy mom. No, she's just getting too many steps in. I said, you need to start eating fucking bar and shit. When we were talking about Gail previously, Mm. you said to me that you've also flirted to get what you want. Ooh. (laughs) I always flirt to get what I want. So last week I went into Nando's and I wanted some wild herb sauce. I was like, can I have some wild herb? sauce he gave me some wild herb sauce i guess can i have loads and he gave me like a fucking stack was that flirting though or was that just asking i uh, know but i'm always like what know, cheeky guess. smile i'm like hello you've seen it come on don't act like you don't know uh no the flying that i saw you do like i i can just go back to the uh Thank you, next photo shoot for Lawrence. I was, mate, it'd been time. I was in, it was like I was in a cage. With Lawrence, it was insane. And it was very much like, here's some food I made. Eat it. Eat it. Eat my food. No, but that's because I didn't want to take it back. No, it was like, put your mouth on my food. Put your tongue on my pasta. It was like that. No, it's because I knew it was paying pasta and I didn't want to have to carry it back. It was outrageous. Stop it. Um, yeah, I've definitely flirted to get what I want and in many times in life. Although, yeah, remember we were talking about six green apples? Six green apples? No, what was that? You know, Harmon the hater back in the day. Oh, yeah, yeah. Remember he used to have the website and people sending questions and he answers them? Yeah. Back in the day, I remember reading, like, I was a kid, like, young, young. And I remember it was like, I always have to manipulate men and, like, get them to think I like them or, like, create a situation and, like, and it was like, he responded, he was like, this is so toxic. This is 
fucked. Like you've got to try and get guys to like you for like, she was like, I see it as a game. And like, whatever she said, I was, I really like it resonated with me back then. I was like, oh my God. Yeah. Got it. Like that was me back then as like a teenager, but it's always stuck in my head. To manipulate men. To get them to do what you want. Um, I mean, although I'm not saying... I can't, I don't know how to manipulate a man. I don't even know how to manipulate a woman. I don't know how to manipulate anyone. I'm not saying I've ever been successful or anything <laughs> like that, but I definitely used to think, oh yeah, flirting would get me what I want. Anyway, are uh, you saying you've never done flirted with someone to get what you want? Bro, how can I do that when I can't even flirt? I don't even know how to flirt. Oh yeah. I don't know how to flirt. What am I going to do? Your idea of a flirt is a fucking hefty debate with uh, somebody. Who? Just anybody. Oh, anybody. Yeah, I like debate. I like chats. I like banter. I like, not like, not when a guy bees a dick to me and says it's banter, but actual banter. Like, I like, I don't know. Maybe my idea of flirting is sharing memes. I don't fucking. Mm. I don't know. But the worst thing someone can do is just be like, oh my God, you're so beautiful. I'll just be like, oh. Do you not like that? No. You don't take compliments well? I feel like there's more to me than those sort of things. Me too. But you also got to recognize. You got to recognize. Yeah. You know what? Maybe there is. Maybe there is something. Maybe I don't love myself enough to accept those sort of compliments. Mm. Maybe I don't have confidence in those areas to accept those sort of compliments. I feel mm. like maybe. But I'm only saying this recently because like of the spiritual yeah. journey I've been on and everyone's telling me to love myself. We've got to unpack this. Even in the Reiki thing, she was like, your self-talk is negative. And she was like, you need to start loving yourself and practicing self-love more. I was like, okay. She was like, even you coming here today, that's an act of self-love because you've spent an hour on yourself. Very true. I was like, okay, fine. She told me to draw. She told me to write. Oh my gosh, she touched my sacral and she was like, writing will really help you. And I was like, good. Jesus Christ, this is scary. Now, Raj, you've got to do it. I'll do it at some stage. I'll do it at some stage. No, it has to be now because then it will be never. Okay, I'll do I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. Anyway, so um, has there ever been a time where there's been people in your life that have ulterior motives? I just don't trust people anyway, to be honest. I always think that, well, I'm not saying I always think the worst, but I'm always quite suspicious. I'm like, what do you want? And I'm quite protective over like, my peace and space so not no more um but i think people have tried to like use me for like a good time as in like fun banter yeah she's like fun we're gonna have like a good time what about you i don't know i get the work stuff a lot and i've shared that side of things on the podcast quite a lot when people want to get closer to me to get an intro to someone or something like that you're very giving in that respect like i literally mentioned to you the other day linkedin and you're like oh my god we've got to start on your profile and then and i was like whoa raj chill yeah so it's okay isn't it? i'm your friend so i'm gonna be like fucking helping you, you with friend. shit like obviously but yeah i have um recently something happened this week where two of my friends sat me down and they were like you're very giving you do too much you help everyone that asks for help blah 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 blah." and I didn't really understand what their point was but I think I need to be less giving you just gotta think who to and what are you giving how do you know who to give what to how do you pick and choose that how do you like Mm. I I have no idea I have no idea what I'm doing I'm just gonna say it no I have no idea what I'm doing so I feel like at the moment that people like to offload their shit onto me because I do listen and I do help them and I do do all of that um but they're not always necessarily there for me back or they don't respect me in the same way that I'll respect them or the way I won't judge them mm. when they're telling me things. If I was to do the same thing, they'll, they they judge me. And that's kind of ulterior motives because like they come under the guise of being your friend. But what the way that it's looking now is that they just wanted me to support them and be their support system but not really offer that back mm. but I guess some some friendships are more one-sided maybe it's another case of one-itis yeah I've got a few friends where I feel like um when I meet them we'll talk about their shit first and get that done and dusted and mine it's like an afterthought I feel like I'll handle that on my own yeah 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 and I've noticed that with a couple of people and I think maybe that's why those two gave me that talk the other day to be like you're too giving to me there. I don't know how to be another way. Raj, we're all figuring it out now, I mean. We're all figuring it out. It's fine. So what are we saying thank you next to you here? We are saying thank you next to people's ulterior motives. Thank you next. But I did want to say that I actually thought that the three women in this movie, Sid, Tatum and Gail, were strong female characters. Even though Tatum ended up dead, I think that the way she handled it when Ghostface was in front of her was like, she was being very sarcastic. She wasn't actually scared. She thought it was someone that was dressed up and whatever. Maybe that's her own ignorance, but it was also her own strength. Like she genuinely believed that she could handle that situation. 
And I fully appreciate that. Sydney, like when she punched Gail, loved that scene, loved that scene. I thought, haven't seen a woman throw a punch at another woman in, in a film in a long time. That was very exciting. Mm-hmm. Sydney, obviously, finally realizing her part in her journey. That's like, I think there was a point where she was looking to her boyfriend to be her hero, but she realized that she was the hero. There was even a point where she re- she wanted mm-hmm. Gail yeah, to yeah. be the hero, but then Gail kind of got pushed down again. And it was like, no, Sydney, you are your own hero. Mm-hmm. And I really, I fully like that. And I really like the fact that, like, yes, yeah, she did lose her virginity, but actually, the rules of the horror movie didn't apply to her in that way. And she was one of the last ones standing with the virgin guy next to her rather than a virgin girl, which was interesting. In 1996, I don't know if we had these hot takes on this. I don't, I don't even mm. think I thought about that when I watched it the first time. So watching it now, like, yeah, that's the sort of stuff I was thinking about. Like, actually, female representation in this wasn't all bad. And I, and I, I quite like that Gail is a bitch. I quite like that Gail owns that bitchness. Mm. I thought it was quite feminist in a way. There you fucking go. No, I think I agree. Yeah, because I, right. I feel like that—that that was it. Like, and they have—they poke fun and they have those conversations. Like when they ring her first and they're like, "Do you like scary movies?" To Sid, she's like, "No, they all end the same with the girl with big tits running up the stairs when she be, should be running out the door." And it's like they all take the piss out of like women in the movies, but actually the women are the ones that are the heroes of the movie. Not the heroines, I'm going to say the heroes. Mm. This is like a thesis. <laughs> yeah. I just wanted to go over some of the rules of the horror movies with you, yeah? So the rules in this movie is like, you never say who's there. Have you ever heard a noise and said, who's there? Not in the house, but if someone's at the door, I'm like, who's that? <laughs> oh, when I was a kid, I used to pick up the phone and go, what uh, What did I say? I used to be like, who's this? That's how I used to answer the phone. Who that? Who that? Yeah. Okay. I thought it was quite funny. And then um, never go out to investigate a noise. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't go out. I'd probably just listen from the window. Yeah, I'd, I'd be in my bed like fucking shitting myself and listening. I mean, there are times where I go out and investigate, but it depends how ballsy I'm feeling. Do you know what I mean? And if I have like a potential backup plan in my head. What are your thoughts on never having sex, never drinking or never doing drugs? Seems legit. Do you think that's what went wrong with that date you went on? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The drinking gave me a UTI. So absolutely not. The next rule, never say I'll be right back. I think that is legit. That is a legit thing. Really? Why would you say I'll be right back? But also when people say I'll be right back, why don't anyone go check on them when they're not back? I don't know. Has that ever happened to you where someone said I'll be right back and then they didn't come back? No. <laughs> I was like, what dark story are you about to tell? Mm-mm. Anyway, that's us on the rules of Scream. Um, I've thoroughly enjoyed this movie, even though I've watched it like 50,000 times. It was actually really nice watching it in 2021. Um, comforting in a way. I'll never watch it again. That's fine. If anyone wants to come with me to watch Scream 5, please slide into our DMs. We are Thank You Next Pod. Thanks. Thank you for listening to this episode of Thank You Next. Make sure you share this app when someone who needs to not be home alone. Or someone who loves horror films like Raj. Or someone who is just a movie geek. I think movie geeks will enjoy this. I think they will. You're a movie geek. I am a little movie geek. Um, Let us know how you're celebrating Halloween. I'm still trying to get Harley to come to my Halloween sleepover. I don't know where we stand on it. Harley, where do we stand on it right now? She told me there's going to be scary stories. So that was me out. I don't think they are going to be scary stories now because I think the girl that was doing scary stories can't make it anymore. Oh, what a shame. That's so sad. So I think the chances of Hardy coming have gone up a bit, maybe. Uh, 10%. So yeah, email us and let us know how you're celebrating Halloween. You can leave us a voice note. You can leave us your best scream impression um, at hi, thank you next podcast at gmail.com. Or you can DM us on the socials. We are Thank You Next Pod on Insta, TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, everything. If you liked what you heard, which I'd be absolutely flabbergasted if you did not, make sure you hit subscribe or follow on ACAST, Spotify, Apple, or wherever you listen to your podcast. And do not forget to give us a review so other people can find us. We'll be back next week with more shit. We want to say thank you next to Peace. Boo. No. Peace up, A-Town. Mm-mm-mm.
Enjoy, enjoy Halloween, everybody. Oh yeah, enjoy Halloween. Uh, send us some pics, actually, if you had a costume. Oh my God, send us scary stories. Send us scary. No, send do us not ghost send us stories. scary ghost stories. That would be great. No. Oh my God, that'd be amazing. How sick would that be? Send them to Raj's DMs directly, please. God, stop. Anyway, at the moment, if you go on to our link in bio on Thank You Next Pod at the moment, please click on the link that says Vote for Hardeep here, where you can vote for Hardeep to win a whole radio show. Ah, yeah. She is currently in the running to win a radio show for Hits Radio. Yep. And we know that Hardeep is a motherfucking hit. So show her some support. Help me, dog. Thank you. Nice.